0: This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh and our guest is Wichita TV News anchor reporter Stephanie Bergman. Welcome to Issues 2020.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: You'll notice I didn't use the word retired in there. That's right. I didn't know if that was appropriate. Have you decided permanently to leave broadcasting behind? Have you burned all your bridges?
1: I I haven't burned bridges, but I am ready for something new. And yeah, a lot of people assume that I retired when I left KSN, but I'm already at a new job, working again.
0: Okay. You want to tell us where you're working?
1: Sure, sure. I'm marketing director at Wichita Presbyterian Manor. I'm over independent living, so learning a lot about senior care and all that goes with it. And, you know, old dogs can learn new tricks, I'm finding, and it's exciting do do something new. This
0: dog over here doesn't (laughs) do it very well. And, And now, do you have an experience uh, with your mom or somebody? Yeah, got... my
1: mom is 88, and I started looking around at facilities for her. And I also had done a story with Wichita Presbyterian Manor, and I was really impressed. I met the director, and then they posted a job opening. And I'd been thinking for some time about making a change, so it just seemed like everything kind of fell in place, and here I am.
0: Uh, and uh, you're a little younger than me, but uh, <laughs> many folks in our demographic are uh, say- saying that uh, dealing with parents... Yes. As they get closer to uh, older age and whatnot, I had to go with with my mom for a little bit, but uh, it's quite an experience, and I don't know if you're ever ready for it.
1: Well, you aren't, because the roles shift, and pretty soon you're taking care of them, and yet my mom still wants to be independent. She lives alone, but she's in a two-story house with stairs. That scares me, (laughs) and so I'm trying to get her to consider other options like a retirement community, but... She's her own person. She has her own ideas. So yeah, there's that fine line between trying to care for her and trying to control her. Oh, those <laughs>
0: kinds of things. And how do you how do you take away the car keys?
1: When do you, you do, do it? You? Yes. There's and a lot to that, isn't there? It is. And that's the thing about independent living. I don't think anyone ever wants to give up their home, but there's some good reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're here is to answer those questions. You
0: recently left KSN after 30 years there. How, how did you come to that decision?
1: Well, I had been thinking about it for a long time. I'm sure as you know, Steve, you work in a job for so long and you get comfortable. And But I also got a little bored. And I had thought about it for a long time, but let's be honest, the money was good. I love my coworkers. And it, it took a while to come to this point. But, you know, I've been a little worried about where the news industry is going. Um A lot of people don't watch tv news anymore it's all digital and so as a result um, we have cut staff and a lot of the reporters have to shoot for themselves have to edit for themselves and so they don't have the time to put into the writing and the storytelling so that kind of bothered me and then there was a contract offer that frankly was pretty insulting and that was the push i needed to to make the jump and and say okay the time to go is now and I'm glad I did. I think sometimes it's human nature. You need a kick in the pants to to take a risk and and actually take the plunge. That
0: is scary. It is. I mean, after you've been doing something for so long, but it sounds like the the dots all connected for you there.
1: That's right. And I have (laughs) to say, I I feel pretty energized trying something new. My days just fly by, but I will also tell you my brain just feels tired at the end of the day, (laughs) just learning new things and, and how they Different policies, different procedures. Well, I
0: tell you, I try not to think too much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's usually been my <laughs> go-to motto. Now let's let's do
0: a little history. Where where did you work before KSN?
1: Okay, so I started at KSN's Topeka station right out of college and I interned at KSN in college. So <laughs> that has really truly been my whole work career. I spent a year in Topeka. And then I came down to Wichita's uh, KSN station, and I've been there 29 years. So I joke at at this job now at Presbyterian Manor, that is only my third job since college. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's pretty impressive. (laughs) So where are you from then originally?
1: I grew up in Mulvane on a farm. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I remember when I got into TV, my, my whole family, my brothers, my dad, they're engineers. So when I told him I wanted to go into TV, yeah, they gave me that look you just gave they're me. They're not like train <laughs> engineers. You're talking about the people who right. know about the equipment. At Boeing and Spirit. There yeah. You go. Okay. And I did not get that math gene. I don't know what happened. But <laughs> when I told him I wanted to be a reporter, my mom said, oh my gosh, you'll never get a job. You'll never make any money. And at first, as you know, Steve, the money is terrible and and it's crazy hours and all of that but um anyway my dad said uh, you know you could have a career like Rose Stanley she stayed in one spot and built her career and wow. i thought oh dad really? to even compare myself to rose stanley but 30 <laughs> years are gone and that's that's what i ended See, up doing so let's, let's
0: talk about your childhood what was your childhood like i mean unless it, you know it was too embarrassing or <laughs>
1: Don't Pretty we, standard. To
0: buzz off, if you. want. No, <laughs> no. I
1: was the youngest. I'm the youngest of six. One brother has passed, so the youngest of five grew up on a farm. I mean, we just had the uh, what I consider the ideal childhood. You know, running around like. Rugrats with no shoes on half the time, and my dad was an engineer, my mom a stay-at-home mom. So, And my family is still close. All my brothers and my sister live here except for one. We get together every week with my mom and have dinner.
0: How about that? Yeah. That's good. That's good. So when you were in school, did you excel in anything, sports or uh... Anything like that? Um,
1: I I played some sports. Not great at sports. Oh, okay. But no, really, um, I did a lot of um, forensics, speech, oh, writing. You. I mean, it all kind of pointed the way to yeah. a reporting career.
0: Can you remember a time when you decided, yeah, I want to be in television? Was it like a big, flashy moment? <laughs> or?
1: No, I, I was the editor of the school newspaper, and I really thought I would go into newspaper but then I got a job uh, as a DJ at a radio station. I was terrible. Oh, my Where brother's uh, in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. So we did move and live in Colorado for oh, a okay. time. So, yes. Okay, okay. So, so. I was a, a rock DJ, and my brothers would come up with all kinds of goofy uh, you know, names for me. But uh, <laughs> I loved radio, so then I thought I was going to be in radio news, and someone at college suggested I try a TV course, and I was hooked. I loved the way you could use sound, pictures, and words to tell a story.
0: Mm. Did you have a teacher or mentor who encouraged you when you were in school? Some I really
1: did. Uh, okay. His name is Fred Shook. I went to Colorado State University, and I kept in touch with him for years and years. I would send him tapes of my work, and he would critique it, sometimes very brutally, and would send me the comments. And uh, he actually was a friend and worked with Larry Hatterberg. So Mm -hmm. when he found out I was moving back to Wichita to get into TV there, he was thrilled that I'd be working with his old friend, Larry.
0: You talk about, what were the challenges that we did? uh, First of all, did you have the Kansas twang and uh, have to do with the <laughs> voice or was it more looking to the camera better or you've got the wrong color dress on? What, was, what, it what did what he help you with? It was the
1: clothes and hair. Uh. That has been the bane of my existence. I have, <laughs> Me too. Oh, <laughs> You don't have enough. I have too much and it's crazy. I have naturally curly hair. It was big and it was the 80s. So, of course, hair everywhere and learning to dress professionally and have that neat hair that would not distract from what you're trying to tell the viewer so he would send these nicely but very blunt uh critiques that i needed to you know do away with the nightclub earrings and <laughs> and all of that
0: hey, quit, quit wearing the overalls of <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah the <laughs> janet jackson rhythm nation there jacket had to go <laughs>
0: what about Yeah, uh, you're talking about uh, that's college but what about when you got into broadcasting anybody there there's been a real uh, helper to you somebody you want to talk about it? that helped her? You you, you get that look on your face like, I can't think of book. Well,
1: (laughs) there were so many, I can't think of one guiding person. Um, I I tell you, a lot of my help came from photographers. When it comes to storytelling, it's not just the words, especially in TV, you have to learn to refer to the video and so really I had a lot of great photographers that helped me along the way. Ted Lewis and Scott Dietz and Kevin Stiebrell, We're all photographers are still, some of them, at KSN. And so I had a lot of guidance working with them.
0: Tell us about the the biggest story or two that that you've covered over the years.
1: Oh, clearly, uh, in 95, the uh, Murrah Federal Building being bombed in uh, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City. Really? Yes. Ted Lewis was the chief photog at the time. He and I were sent down. That was at the time when cell phones were just starting to be used. So we had the cell phone in the bag, you know, heading down there and we didn't know the extent of what had happened yet. And we were able to drive right up to the building and see them bringing out the wounded and in some cases um, dead victims of that bombing. And of course, at that time, as a young reporter, I had never seen anything like that. Of course, the nation had never seen anything like that. So it was really, it wasn't traumatizing at the time because you're in work mode. And, and you have a job to do. But later, looking back, some of those images are really burned into your brain. Oh, sure. Yeah. And,
0: and you, the adrenaline is pumping. Yes. You're trying to think, okay, how are we going to do this? Where should I be? You don't really think about that until hours, maybe days later.
1: Exactly. And I was trying to get interviews sitting in the waiting room of a hospital at one point with Connie Chung. There was Tom Brokaw. All of these high-powered were all there trying to cover the story. And so it was, in many ways, uh An experience unlike any other and we of course followed it through the days right up until when they imploded the building and brought it down. So did you
0: stay down there or did you go back and forth? Back and forth. The
1: the initial when when the attack happened we were down there I think for three days nonstop. but Mm -hmm. again with the technology it was much more difficult covering a story like that back then you couldn't Google things you couldn't email scripts and all of that it wasn't uh, that just wasn't. Did you have a
0: satellite truck though?
1: We did. you beam up? Okay. Well, and I think we used, uh, you know, they had satellite trucks that you could just contract with, mm, and okay. and they would just stay down there, and, and we'd do live shots just nonstop. <laughs> I would do live shots for Channel 3, but then other stations in the region. Right.
0: Yeah. You're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita TV News anchor reporter Stephanie Bergman. And before I go any further, I just want to say, what's it like being on the other side of the mic?
1: It's wonderful jeans I mean, you, be, on Friday at work. Do what jeans on Friday? I mean, you're uh, in an
0: interview situation.
1: <laughs> oh, this yeah, it's, it's very um, unnerving. As I was driving here, I thought, I'm not used to taking the questions. I'm used to <laughs> firing off the questions. <laughs> well,
0: I had that, I did one on TV, a one, one-on-one on Channel 8 the other night, and it that, that was really interesting. But yeah, it's different, <laughs> isn't it?
1: It really is not <laughs> knowing what's going to come at you.
0: Yeah. Well, you anchored every newscast possible on KSN. I guess. Did did you prefer anchoring or reporting?
1: I really preferred reporting. Anchoring is where the money is. Of course, there's more risk. If people don't like you, they can let you go. But Mm -hmm. reporting is where my heart always was. You get out of the station, you meet people, you're right in the thick of it. And I like the writing. Mm -hmm. You know, anchoring, again, you do some writing for the producers, but you're reading other people's stories. And I liked being the one there, seeing it, doing it, and writing it.
0: Some mutual acquaintances uh, have complimented you to me on your reporting skills. Ah, oh, that's very what nice. makes for a good piece of reporting, in your in your estimation.
1: Well, I think you need to look for what is unusual, what is different, what really stands out in your memory. And sometimes, as reporters, we get so caught up in the facts that we forget what is the one thing. If you were telling your mom about your day, about the story you covered, what's the one thing that you would lead off telling her? And that should be the gist of your story.
0: Uh, And biggest challenges in TV reporting?
1: Well, especially now, as I alluded to earlier, reporters have to shoot, write, and edit their own stories. So it's just so, it's running and gunning. There's not always a lot of time. And when you're trying to deal with a complicated story and get it all together and look put together and compose for a live shot by five, it, it's tough sometimes, and kudos to all of them that, that do it. I mean, our our reporters at KSN and the other stations, they all do a great job.
0: Well, and if, if the average viewer says, well, you think know, they catch your mistakes, oh, oh yeah, they yeah. wiggle up their nose, And but <laughs> uh, there's a lot more to it. There is, that.
1: and if you think about it, the reporters in the morning don't get their story until 9.30 or 10 o'clock. They have about a three or four hour window to get all the video and the interviews that they're going to use to start writing by two o'clock or so. Yeah. And so think about it, how tough it is to get people to do an interview with you on short notice like that. And if they can't get an interview, they've got to do something else.
0: Yeah. That's the other part. Do you, 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 If they're not there, you got to have somebody and that takes time to find them, track them down, do that. That's yeah.
1: right. And yeah. so. I think reporters get very resourceful uh, figuring out how to make the story happen. It's just not an option to say, well, this isn't going to work out. We're not going to have a story today. No, you will have a story (laughs) one way or the other.
0: What challenges are special when you're in the anchor chair? Well,
1: (laughs) there are so many things going on at one time, especially if it's live and there's breaking news. You've got the director and the producer talking in your ear. ear? Yes, Sometimes you feel almost schizophrenic, all these voices in your head. And you do learn to keep going and talking and not let it show on your face. But at first, it's tough. But I think it's also hard sometimes when you're talking about politics or anything emotional not to let your own opinion color what you say Mm. and and how you react to things and I've always had a tendency what's going on in my brain shows on my face so Mm, yeah I've had to learn how to filter.
0: Has, has, uh, Has gender ever played a role good or bad in your career?
1: You know I really cannot say that I've felt like I didn't get an interview or people treated me differently because I'm a woman. Maybe that's because I'm in Wichita and probably because I've been here so long. That helped pave the way. Uh, Once people know you, they tend to be um, more fair and open-minded. I did not have that issue. I can see though in other places that might be, that might be a challenge.
0: It takes a lot of people to put on a TV show as you just alluded to. Talk a little bit about the teamwork that goes into that. think count about a half dozen people just to, get you on the air. Oh,
1: that's true. We have kids come by uh, to shadow us and and learn about what we do and I'm always quick to point out the reporter and the anchor are only the two most visible jobs in television. You've got the producer who does a huge amount of work. That's the person who decides what stories to put in the show and in what order and when things change as they often do they have to figure out what to drop and have it all come out at, in 30 minutes. <laughs> because again, it's not an option to run into Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. That's when you get the, the nasty oh, don't calls. Run, don't oh, run the you wheel. don't want to mess no. with those fans. <laughs> and then, of course, the director, he's the one in the back making sure all the camera shots look good. The photographers, the editors, there's just a huge number of people. And that's why. Frankly, that's why some mistakes happen because there's so much communication and coordination needed, but a lot of the shows are very clean, and that's why it looks easier than it is.
0: There you go. (laughs) Feedback from viewers. Care to share any negative input you've received?
1: You know, after I had been here a while, I didn't get a whole lot of feedback. I think people, better, for better or worse, figured, well, that's her. She's not going to change. <laughs> you think they
0: gave up on her?
1: Uh, maybe so, <laughs> yes. But I will say, especially when I started anchoring and I started doing the morning show, people are very opinionated. And the number one thing they will comment on is your hair or your makeup or your clothes. Now, I don't think that's true in the case of men, but for women – it really rubbed me the wrong way that in 30 years, those were the comments I got more than anything. I, I can count on one hand how many times someone questioned the accuracy or the fairness of a story, so I, I take that as a, as a huge compliment to my reporting, but as you know, looks have nothing to do with news, but that's, it's human nature, that's what people focus on.
0: Now, let's talk about uh, the impact of computers and social media on TV news. And in here, maybe let's look at the fact that uh, when you started out, there were what three local channels? Yeah, on TV. <laughs> that's right. And now, right. You, if you want some news, you can even in about seven hundred and fifty. If you want
1: to, my gosh, and there's so at the many. That's the crux options. of what you were talking
0: about: local, local news.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's it's just become so diversified. And even my own son told me once, "I don't have time to sit down for a thirty minute newscast, Mom. I go online and read the headlines. What I care about." <laughs> I said you're killing me but that's what we're facing and so the focus anymore is all on digital it's the websites and the social media and so people just aren't watching and if they're not watching TV news they're not the commercials aren't selling and that's our bread and butter you go. and so we're having to make cuts and and we're having to do more with less so it's a tough business
0: I can tell you that uh, my two children who are not children <laughs> they're both grown and have kids of their own Neither one of them, I don't think, has ever subscribed to a local newspaper. Yeah. And I know for a fact that they don't regularly watch local TV news, because I have to bring them up to date on some of it. That's
1: right. But they I find to... out somehow, like you are
0: saying. <laughs> they find out things, and they talk about it. But.
1: Well, and I, I know the newspapers are going through the same thing, having to trim staff, because people just don't sit down to read the morning paper like they used to. We're all so busy, I guess. It's easier to listen to it as you're driving to work on the radio or <laughs> or just check your phone for the headlines.
0: But when it comes to the social media, yeah, there's lot's going on. A lot of people are going to those web pages and so
1: forth. That's okay. right. And you know, there's good and bad with social media. I won't lie. We got we used to get a lot of stories from Facebook when sure. I was there. Sure. But there's a lot of misinformation yeah. out there too. And sometimes the people that are most vocal uh have an axe cr- to grind mm-hmm. or they don't have the correct information. And so sometimes people are too easily swayed by what they see on social media instead of getting the facts from different sources.
0: So where is local TV news going in the next few years?
1: Well I think it is going to be more and more digital. I think if TV stations are going to survive they have to be hyper-local. They have to really listen and be responsive to what viewers want because they can get their national news anywhere. So if the three stations in Wichita are going to make it, we're just going to have to, and look, I still say we, I I, I still feel like I'm part yeah, of the, sure, the yeah. news <laughs> landscape, but we're going to have to really focus on the issues that are important here in Kansas, not necessarily right. anywhere focus else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who
0: I, you can tell me to fly a kite if you want to. <laughs> who are your personal support helpers? Somebody who's in your life that, that, that uh, helps get you up and getting your hair fixed every day? <laughs>
1: Well, of course, my husband, he has been wonderful, and from the time I said, you know, I may want to make a change and do something different, he said, go for it, whatever you want to do, and and that's big because, again, I I did take a pay cut to change careers, um, but there's value in, in trying something new and taking a risk, and I also want to give a shout out to uh, my mom because Back in college, I became a single mother. I had my son in the summer before my senior year, and I thought, oh boy, there, go, there goes my dream of wow. being in TV because you don't get paid much when you start out. You have crazy hours. Well, my mom and my dad, who was living at the time, he's not now, she moved to Colorado where I was going to college, stayed with me while I finished college, moved to Topeka while I had my first job, and Dad, all the while, stayed in Wichita and worked, and they lived apart for two years while they helped me. And then, when I got hired at KSN, they were reunited. So, how's that the for amazing, support?
0: What a what a mom and dad will do for a kid, is huh?
1: that as <laughs> As I've gotten older, I've realized more and more the sacrifice they made. Um, and I truly mean it when I say I wouldn't be in I wouldn't have had the TV career I did if not for them. I mean it quite literally. Sure. I, I wouldn't have had the money or the time to handle both motherhood and being a reporter.
0: Would you uh, recommend a career in TV news for young
1: people? Oh, that's a tough one, Steve.
0: <laughs> I know you want to be frank. I mean, I
1: do, and I have loved my 30 years. I have so many good memories, and it's it was exciting, and I got to do things I never would have been able to do in other jobs, but... Boy, Mm. I don't know. It's a tough business. There are so many layoffs, and Mm. I would say if you want to be a digital reporter, uh, Mm. posting stories on the web, that may be the way to go. Okay.
0: Well, I get to do both of them. Yes, you do. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Well, listen, we've got just a few seconds left here, uh, and I just want to tell you that uh, I've watched your career uh, over the years, and I'm impressed. I think you've done a great job. and I. I'm not the guy who cares much about <laughs> what your hair looks like. Ah,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no I have no reason to be that way. It's but I've been, heard it, you know, people say, you know, that guy's tie. I don't like the tie. It's it's, it's a it's a strange business. It ne- is, the, and
1: it's nice to not be under the microscope quite so much, to just be able to do my job and not worry about those other
0: other, okay. Well, listen, thanks. Hey, thanks for spending some time with yes. us this morning. We appreciate it. And you're working where now
1: again? Wichita At, Presbyterian Manor. Huh? So I'm still a hometown girl. I'm still here.
0: All right. Good to have you here and staying with us for a while. And I appreciate your 30 years in, in broadcasting and television news. Thank you so much. Thank Our you. Our guest, Wichita uh, TV News anchor reporter, Stephanie Bergman. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.